You're listening to the RUV English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is slash English. Welcome to the Roof English Podcast. My name is Darren Adam. Thank you very much for your company as ever. I start today with an email from Helen Frank, who's a listener to the podcast service in the UK. And she talks about learning Icelandic and she says that she's really enjoying the Oiskulith section of the podcast where my colleague Atli goes through the news in simple Icelandic. But she also says that another Roof resource that she finds really useful for similar reasons is Krakafretir. And this is the news for younger viewers in Iceland. She says, as someone from the UK, I have fond childhood memories of John Craven's news round. I'm sure Darren remembers that as well. I do. I'm going to ask my guests if they're aware of such a thing in just a few minutes' time. Um, so I was pleased, says Helen, that Iceland has something similar to give lots of opportunities to listen to less complex and well-enunciated Icelandic. I would love for the podcast to speak to Kolbrin or Gunnar or someone from behind the scenes. Well, we've got one of those two and the other thing you ask for as well. Um, it would be interesting to find out more about how children's programming works in Iceland. And I wonder if there are other adults that get their news in Icelandic from Kratafreti. Well, we have gone directly to the source today. I'm delighted to welcome the editor, producer of Kratafreti. That is Karitas Motudotir Bjarkadotir, who joins me today. And also the aforementioned Kolbrun, who's one of the hosts of the show. So it's your turn to host today. It uh-huh. alternates between you and Gunnar, doesn't yes, it? Yes, so I do Mondays and Tuesdays, and Gunnar does Wednesdays and Thursdays. Okay, and we're sitting here on a Monday as we record this particular podcast. So I know that you, Karita, read that letter before, but Kolbrun, you hadn't. So what did you make, firstly, of what Helen said? I think that's great. I never would have guessed it, though. Like, uh, when we're recording, I just think of, like... I've heard most kids, uh, they watch it in school when they have like their little break. So sometimes the teachers use it yeah. to like keep them quiet. <laughs> and well, well, it's on the website, of course, but we should say if you want to watch it live or as it's broadcast. Caritas, when does it go out? Uh, yeah, so on uh, Mondays, Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's at 18.45 before the big news. And on Wednesdays, it's at 18.40 because of the lottery. <laughs> okay. And it's quite a short episode. It's only a few minutes long. We're going to go down, if it's okay, to the studio a bit later mm-hmm. and go behind the scenes as today's news is recorded. When do you put the news together? When do you script it? Uh, so I do it the day before, mm-hmm. except for the Monday episode. I do it on Friday. Um, and that's why Monday episodes are more like uh, lighter news Um, something a bit more timeless because there's the whole weekend and a lot of news happens in a whole weekend. Yes. Uh, but yeah, normally I'll I'll use the day before to to write. Okay. And Colbrun, what is on the show today? What will you be? Right. So talking we are about? talking about a famous actor who passed away last week. Um, we have a news article about where the Easter eggs, the famous chocolate Easter eggs, go after Easter. There's so many. That was a popular article on Roof English as well, by yeah. the way. I think everybody wants to know that. Yeah, they? exactly. <laughs> and uh, the last one was, what was it? Um, it was about children who were competing in a in a talent, talent show, show in, right. in Chinese. They didn't okay. specify which Chinese, but... <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. How long has this been on the air then, Krakafretia? How long has there been a news bulletin for children? Yeah, so it started in November 2015. Oh, as recently as that? Yeah, okay. yeah. So it's celebrating eight years uh, this fall. Right. And that's the, at the same time that Krakaruf as a department was established. Before that, uh, the kids' shows were just scattered around mm. uh, the uh, 
the broadcasting department in general. And Colburn, how did you get involved? So um, I joined in 2021, so I'm fairly new as well. And um, they were looking for a new uh, host because the past host was quitting. So I just auditioned. They had a couple people come in and read for them and uh, got the job for that. Do you get recognized? Yes, definitely. Yes. A lot of kids they like walk up to me really shy and they <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you uh do you sometimes go on TV? Maybe? <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, do you watch Krakowretter?" and yeah, they get yeah. very excited. How do you decide which stories are important for children because some stories will be the same. Yeah. That are important to adults, but some won't be, I guess. Um I try to focus on well, surrounding kids, you know, like the uh, talent competition. I wanted yeah. to do that because it involves kids, um, news about schools or anything that touches kids directly. Um, I also always try to have one like light and fun animal story just mm-hmm. to, you know, for laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> and then also just, you know, I think um, about things that are likely that they hear about in school or at the dinner table and mm. maybe aren't getting an explanation for mm-hmm. um like for example uh, last year when uh, Islandsbanki was was sold mm. i thought that's probably something they're hearing about because everybody's talking about it but i don't understand it so <laughs> i think it's best that i explain it yes and will you bring ideas yourself colbrant to the table mm, no it's mainly caritas yeah uh, but even in terms of explaining something because you, I mean I, you are younger than Caritas. No, we're the same age. You're the yes. same age. Well, yeah. she is like 6 I, months older. Forgive me, I only made that assumption yeah. because you were hosting the show and, right. and you were okay, well, but in that case that goes completely out of the window <laughs> then. You you've got the same sense of what young people <laughs> want yeah. to hear about. Absolutely. Well, ignore, ignore my question yeah. then. Completely ignore it. Yeah, but um, Gunnar Gunnar is it, 3 years younger than us. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We sometimes have a discussion. Yeah. Uh, but it mostly is my job to decide and write. Do schools get involved? Do they contact you? You, you mentioned that you know that it's shown in schools sometimes. Um, they? they have occasionally, but yeah. I am always trying to find ways to connect to teachers because I know that they know best what children are discussing and wondering about. Um, and sometimes we get letters like, hey, could you explain this? Or yes. you did this piece six years ago. Could you redo it with newer information? For right. example... Uh, the color-coded weather system that was a request from a yes. teacher that we redo that. That was a, like a five-year-old or no, three-year-old mm-hmm. piece that she yeah. asked if we could redo and we did. Yeah. During COVID, Colburn, a very mm-hmm. scary time for everyone, particularly mm-hmm. at the, in the beginning, did you feel that you had a particular responsibility to explain to children who might be really frightened by something that they understand even less than the rest of us? Yeah, I think Krakowret um, was a perfect resource to keep everyone calm and like um like you say like the more you know the more the less you'll be scared because there's not too much like um, uncertainty you know i think definitely it would have helped me if i was a kid and do you have a viewer in mind then when you are reading the news yeah i guess so i just um imagine i think myself when i was maybe a kid yeah i do too when i'm writing yeah well, Helen mentioned in her email John Craven's news round. Does that mean anything to either of you? No, no I'm not familiar. <laughs> okay, John Craven, and he was a big part of my childhood because his broadcast would have been probably at its peak when I was about ten, I guess, nine or ten in the UK. 
John Craven's Newsround was, a, again, a five-minute news bulletin that was written and produced for children. Yeah. And it's lived on in various ways at the BBC in, in, in different forms. That sort of ethos is, is still there. But this was a very specific programme. He was known. His name was stamped into the title. Everybody knew who John Craven was. And it managed to pull off something which I think is very difficult, which is to present the news in a way that's understood by children, but that is not patronising. You know, you yeah. never felt that you were a kid when you were watching it. Mm -hmm. How important is that to both of you, that you don't feel that you're writing for kids in a way? That's the most important thing ever, mm -hmm. I think. Um, and I, when I'm trying to, I don't want to use the word dumb something down, but break it down into pieces, I actually picture adults more than yeah. children. And just to have that mind, because a 40-year-old would not like it if I, if I, a 22-year-old, were like, <laughs> well, you see, this is how it, you know. Um, <laughs> so I have like a 40-year-old white man in mind, doesn't know anything about the subject. Um, and I think that works, because mm -hmm. if children feel like you're patronizing them, yeah. they won't accept the information. Absolutely. So that's the most important thing, I think. Yeah. How do you avoid that then as a, as a presenter, avoiding being patronizing? Mm, that's a good question. I, I mean, I would say everything that Caritas writes is perfect for it. I just uh, come and I read it. and mm. Yeah, but I think the tone of your voice is really important as well. You, you're not using like a high-pitched baby voice no, when you're presenting the news. You're just talking to them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just feel like mm. I'm talking to them and... Like I'm yes. talking to my aunt or I mean cousin or something like that. But with that perfect clarity and precision, which is important not just for children, but as as we came in with Helen here for those who are trying to learn the language, I guess that when you started this, you maybe it was at the back of your mind. I don't know. Did you think that it might be used by people who speak other languages as a way of picking up Icelandic? Was that on your sort of radar at all? I don't know. Well. We were 15 when the program started, yeah. um, and I was talking to Iskader, who was actually the founder of the program back in the day, um, and I asked her, you know, what, what prompted you to do this, you know, to get this idea, and she said she was uh, working in a kindergarten uh, in 2008, when the economy collapsed, uh, so famously, yeah. <laughs> yes. and she was watching the kids playing, like, playing banking games at on the playground, and not really knowing anything about the situation that was happening. And and that's when she got the idea to, to nice. do a news program in in uh, for kids. Mm -hmm. So I think that was her main demographic. Yes. Um but it's yeah, I, I don't know. I'm always surprised when I hear that people are using Krakafletis to learn Icelandic, but I'm very, very pleased to yeah, hear it. I love it. I, I would say both of us because we're Caritas is uh I have Iceland a bachelor's in Icelandic linguistics and literature. And I am currently doing a linguistics degree at the University of Iceland. So we both really love the Icelandic language. Yeah. And I would say, for me, I think it's really important for kids to hear correct Icelandic. So, of course, that would make sense to expand it to people that are learning Icelandic. Well, as someone who is learning, yeah, the more resources that are out there and the more resources that can be trusted because they are examples of perfectly written and spoken Icelandic, the mm -hmm. better. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I guess it makes perfect sense. It's like, as I say, we uh, we catch up with my colleague, our colleague here at Ruv Atli once a week who goes through the what he's written for the Oiskuleith section of the website. Not maybe 
directly intended, originally intended for people learning Icelandic, but a really useful resource, it seems. Mm-hmm. And, and we add absolutely crackerfletia to the, I'm scared to speak Icelandic in front of either of you now with you. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> don't be. No. <laughs> or even try to. And are you finding that the more people are trying to learn, as more people come to Iceland, it is inevitable, I suppose, that more people try to learn the language, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, 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 it absolutely is. Yeah. And what about the uh, Eurovision Song Contest? Because that is something that's of interest to lots of people of different nationalities, massive here in Iceland. What absolutely. are the what are the plans for Kraka Fretia to Well, we're actually quite fortunate because <laughs> yeah. this year, uh, coincidentally, Kolbrun is going to Liverpool. Can mm-hmm. you elaborate on that? Yeah, I am Dilnia's backing vocal. You are not. I am. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to be singing and going to Liverpool oh, wow. and... I cannot wait. I'm yeah. so excited. Right. And I'll be making her work. Hopefully, you're going to be at, at, or very close to the centre of the story, which will be that Iceland has won the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> yeah, very close. <laughs> very, very close. Yeah, I can't wait. It's also so funny because it's, like like you said, a complete coincidence that I'm doing both of these jobs. At the same time? Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> don't You never get them mixed up. You don't burst into song when you're supposed <laughs> to be reading the news. No, <laughs> I'm quite a vocal person, so I, I'm always... Yeah. We were doing it. a blooper reel for our uh, New Year's show, <laughs> our New Year's special, and I was digging through the bloopers, and I think there was just two, three whole minutes of Colburn singing <laughs> on set. <laughs> How did you get involved in that? How did you end up as the backing singer of well, the Icelandic entry? I actually know Dilio from when we were in high school together, and we also coincidentally went to the same singing school in Copenhagen in 2020 it was like a three-month course so we got to know each other really well and we we're always singing together and then uh, Dilio got invited to compete in the Icelandic national uh, qualifier for mm. Eurovision and she just knew that I was a singer and needed a backing vocal so she just asked me and I yeah. was like hell yeah how exciting so exciting and how do you rate the chances of the song? It seems like a really solid yes, Eurovision. It's entry, a winner. It? It's We're a gonna winner, win it. it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, where is Iceland going to hold Eurovision if Iceland? Oof, that's, that's a really. Well, we just have to build somewhere. Do you think? I have no idea. People have been saying maybe Lega does help, but I mean, yeah, we'll have to see. Very restricted access to the Eurovision that yes, year, if it would a, be. In yes. it's a big show. And is is there a lot of interest in Eurovision among? the show's viewers among Kratafretis. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really big. And we have been very fortunate for the last couple of years that uh, we always send that reporter team as every country does. Yeah. And they have been making exclusive Kratafretir at location, like for example last year in Italy. Um, but this is the first time that we have one of our own people there. I'm trying to build up conversation about if Kolpun does well that we always need to have a Kratafretir reporter mm. there. So yeah. maybe I can go next year For or the something. Next year. Yeah. It'll be Gunnar's turn to go next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are going to if it's okay, head down to the studio mm-hmm. and um and and watch and listen to today's broadcast being recorded. Kom við sæl og verið velkomin í Krakkafréttir. Í dag ætlum við að fjalla um leikarann Árna Tryggvason sem lést í síðustu viku. Komumst að því hvað verður um páskaeggin eftir páska og sjáum Krakka leika listir
besides show power and okay, and more. Krakkanum finnst eitthvað svolítið spennandi að kunna tungumál sem svo fáir hér á landi. Markmiðið er að verða reyprunandi, æ, oh, ok. Markmiðið er að verða reyprunandi í kímversku. Snilld! Þá eru krakkafettir ekki lengri í byli. Við ljúkum þætti kvöldsins á myndum af blómunum sem eru farin að skjóti kollinum víða um land. Takk fyrir okkur og við sjáumst aftur á morgun. Nagla, snillingur. Nei. So that's the broadcast completed. Yes. That's it in the can. It will be for tonight. Just talk me through what you can see from here. You've got the two cameras, of course, but the auto cues as well. Um, yeah. So you can see the script in two different places. Yes, uh, but I only use the one I'm looking at there. So mm -hmm. this is really comfortable for me. So I can just arrive here for work and then read it from here. Yes. And, uh, and it goes at your pace then? Yeah, I have my controller control. okay. with me. So I control the text. Um, and that's just become like a very second nature for me, so I just... Do they ever play tricks on you and make you read things that you don't want to read? <laughs> um, n I don't think so. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah, sometimes she, like, um, challenges me with lots of different words that are sometimes hard for me to read in the morning. Uh, like she said, with R's and F is sometimes... Like the word verlein, which mm. means like a prize, mm -hmm. is sometimes really hard to read in the yeah. morning. But as we have talked about, this is a really important job because it's not just for children. This is a useful program for people who are trying to learn Icelandic. Mm -hmm. And to have it spoken as clearly as you speak it mm -hmm. is very helpful. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that's super great. And just to have this resource, uh, I would probably use it myself if I was learning a language. My thanks to Colburn and to Caritas for guiding us through the making of an episode of Krakafretir. And thank you very much as well once again to Helen Frank, whose email prompted and suggested this episode of Roof English and the podcast. Get in touch anytime. Do as Helen did if you've got any suggestions for a show. We'd love to hear from you. English at ruv.is is the email address. Find us on Facebook as well. You are listening to the Roof English Podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is English.